Hello, I am Mark Sterling Esquire, the most famous professional wrestling lawyer, absolutely undefeated in the court of law and Brian Myers' brand new attorney. Of course, I come highly recommended by a close mutual friend of ours, and I was hired in regard to the unsafe working environment and unprofessional working conditions at Impact Wrestling. Unfortunately, those conditions led to irreversible damage to my client's eyesight. In the event he is not medically cleared to compete, a replacement can be made. A replacement can be made. Well, that's exactly what we're doing here tonight. Please welcome Brian's replacement for this match, our good friend and homie, Hernandez. Ladies and gentlemen, what you gonna Brother, 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 Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 23rd. I was about to say 22nd. Uh, And that means that we just got done watching Impact. Uh, It is I, your Deep Six champion, uh, Ryan. Uh, No Angelo, as he is traveling again for work. so, solo show, not too much to talk about uh, in, like, big injury. There's no real injury news or anything like that. Um, over the past weeks since Impact, last week's Impact, uh, there I believe there was the Sammy Guevara story about him uh, having some heat backstage with AEW uh, over some angle that they were going to do with Impact. Uh, and him throwing out the idea um, that he would win the X Division title in Impact, then never defend it and just hold it hostage, basically, uh, for as long as possible. Um, Impact reportedly was very upset about it. AEW, there's rumors that it might mess up the whole Impact AEW relationship, um, but who knows? Um, doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal at this point. Um, the other big piece of news that came out this week, uh, is, uh, Meltzer reported that, uh, uh, Sacrifice was taped at the beginning of February with the rest of the tapings, um, and that, uh, the main event is Moose versus Rich Swan, uh, and that Rich Swan wins the match to unify the TNA Heavyweight World Champion, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship and the Impact World Championship, uh, into one belt, uh, or at least one holder, and, you know, there's always people that are gonna be like, oh, it's Meltzer just reporting stuff, um, well, at least half of that seems to be coming true, uh, and that is that Moose and Rich Swan are facing each other at, sac- at Sacrifice on March 13th, um, 
And, I mean, we already know that the Impact Plus shows are taped uh, in advance. So it would make sense uh, to, for this to be right. It is weird that this is one of the first times, at least since myself and Angelo have started watching Impact again, uh, that um, a main event, or really any uh, match for that matter, uh, for uh, Impact on their their weekly shows, their pay-per-views, their Impact Plus shows, uh, to be leaked like this. So, uh, interesting. Uh, uh, but I think that's just show showing that this is an angle that people care about, um, and it is going to lead to a bigger story, uh, in the wrestling world, uh, with most likely Kenny coming for those belts. Um, so start off, uh, we go to before impact. I didn't actually watch most of this match as caught the ending. Uh, it was Johnny Swinger versus followed by Johnny Swinger picks up the win, cheating, putting his foot on the rope for the win and walks out with the Swingerellas. Great stuff. Love myself some Johnny Swinger. Um, after this, starts the main show. We got our quick rundown like we do every week. Um, and first match of the night is starting off strong with the tables match between uh, Deaner and Jake something. Um, this was a fun match. These guys have pretty good chemistry together. Uh, Jake, uh, I will continue to say, I think he's... If he has a better character than what he has right now, um, I think the the uh, the sky's the limit for him. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's really good in the ring. Uh, he's very passionate on the mic. Uh, and this was a really good opener. Uh, Impact really tends to have really strong opening matches for the most part, um, at least of late. Uh, and this definitely fits that mold. Uh, a little scary moment early on, or late in the match. Uh, Jake has Diener up for on top while he is on top of the steel steps, and it looks like he kind of slips on the steps and like holds it in place as he tries to regain his uh, balance. Uh, Diener slips off him, and then Jake just slowly falls over on the steps. Um, it looked very safe the way he fell, uh, thankfully, because um, that could have been very dangerous. Uh, Diener, uh, at one point, um, throws Jake, uh, head first into a table that is laid out, uh, on the ropes in the corner, uh, in a pretty scary move. Um, you don't really see it that often. Um, and D'Lo Brown was shook over this move. He thought that Jake something had died. Uh, or was unconscious or something because he just screamed, Oh my God, he's broken, he's dead. And I was like, oh, okay, man. Um, at end of this match comes uh, Jake and Diener brawling on the top of the uh, entrance ramp. Uh, Diener goes low with a low blow, and then Jake kind of just crawls all the way down to the bottom of the ramp. And Diener runs at him, and Jake stands up, hits him with the black hole slam through a table. Jake picks up the win. Jake gets in the ring to celebrate, and Moose shows up out of nowhere. Spear through one of the tables in the corners. And then Moose gets a chair, gets a mic, and he says he's taking over the show. Sorry, Axis, um, but until he gets his world title shot, he is going to stay in the middle of the ring. Um, and we go to commercial break. 
Uh, we come back from commercial break, and Matt Stryker, um, who me and Angelo have talked about, uh, he hasn't been as bad as Josh Matthews. This was a fucking horrible show for Matt Stryker. Jesus Christ, this was bad. Like, Matt Stryker completely contradicted himself so many times on the show. It just was really, really bad. Um, and this is what, like, I, I've said before that I wasn't a fan of Matt Stryker before this. Uh, um, thought he was decent on Lucha Underground of the stuff I've watched. The stuff I've heard from other places in, in WWE wasn't great. Um, uh, his triple mania uh, for triple A a few years ago with the there's no thigh slapping here. One of the worst quotes I've ever heard. Um, he's I wasn't excited for him to come back to commentary uh, in Impact. And tonight was a reminder of why I don't like Matt Stryker because it was really painful to get through at points. Uh, so. We get back, and uh, Jake is getting helped out of the ring by the refs. And Stryker says, well, dur- during the break, uh, Jake has been checked out, and he has a serious injury. Um, he's probably going to be out for a while. And D'Lo's saying how it's disgusting what Moose just did, taking out a competitor in a non in at, right after a really good match. Uh, he's already hurting from the match, uh, and now this is just awful. Scott Demore comes out. He has a Titantron and music. Love to see that. The more Scott, the better. Uh, and uh, Scott says he's tired of Moose. He's tired of Moose claiming that he needs a world title on his time, uh, a world title match on his time. And he says, you know what? Fine. You've got your world title match. But it's not against Rich Swan, and it's not for the Impact World Title because you keep on come, walking around with the TNA World Heavyweight Championship and calling it the real World Title, the real Impact Title. I'm making it official that this is our, uh, this is another World Title now uh, for Impact. Uh, it represents a company that I've put on my back that I helped build up from the ground up uh, to what it is today, uh, and. You're going to defend that tonight against Jake something. Right after. Commentary claims that he has a serious injury. That was checked out by doctors. Got another match tonight, baby. The fuck is this? Um, Impact really just doesn't know how to run injury storylines. Because they apparently just... Anytime there's an injury, they just have a miraculous recovery immediately. No matter what the injury is. Um, after this, we have our X Division six man match where the winners face off next week in a triple threat match to determine who the number one contender is for the X Division title. Um, the teams are Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander, and Willie Mack versus Ace Austin, Black Tarus, and Chris Bay. Uh, of course, Madman Fulton is at ringside. Uh, before the impact, uh, claimed that Decay was going to be out at ringside as well. Um, and commentary mentioned it as well. Decay walks out with Black Tarus and then just leave before they even walk down the ramp. Um, 
Yes. Um, Willie, um, near the end of this match, it gets a little funky where everybody's doing the, uh, we're going to hit a big move, our signature move on somebody else. And uh, it starts off with Ace Austin hitting his signature on, which I, I don't know. It's like a, he kind of does, uh, he runs at them. And he does, like, a flip over top of them, and he flips them into a neckbreaker. Well, he did this to Willie, and Willie, he dropped Willie square on the top of his head. Um, and Willie's face did not look happy about that. Uh, it looked very much in pain. Uh, and then they showed it on replay again uh, right after, and it looked even worse. Um, hopefully Willie's okay. He was able to finish the match, but the match didn't go much further after this. Um... Best part of this match, uh, Black Tarus. Uh, he has impressed me every time he's in the ring. Um, in this match, in every match he's been in since he showed up in Impact, um, and him versus jo him and Josh Alexander exchanged really good blows, really good moves. Uh, they have really good chemistry. I need a singles match between them as soon as possible. Um, Chris Bay ends up picking up the win, uh, pinning Willie. Uh, to which Matt Stryker. Says, Chris Bay's done it. He has finally won the big one. It is a six-man tag match to determine the number one contender, to determine what three people face off to become number one contender for the X Division title. A title which Chris Bay has won before. Literally last year. The fuck is this, Matt Stryker? Uh, after this, Trey Miguel gets very upset, uh, with his team, he throws up his hands, pissed off at them, walks out, Sammy Callahan is at the door laughing at him, uh, and Trey Miguel snaps and beats the crap out of Sammy, uh, and then pushes some security guards away and says, nobody touch me, nobody touch him, uh, as he walks away. Sammy had pointed out that, uh, Trey's been back in Impact for thir three months and hasn't done anything. I'm 99% sure Trey Miguel has not been back in Impact for three months. I'm pretty sure he returned less than a month ago. Um, but yes. Um, cool. Flashback moment of the week uh, is a random Decay match. Cool. Uh, the Decay... Cut a promo, Rosemary doing her Rosemary things, talking about the Hivelings, and uh, that it's been five years since the Death Dealers were brought together. The original Death Dealers were brought together. Uh, it's been four years since we almost had it, uh, and now it is time for us to make some sacrifices and uh, bring about uh, all bring all the gold to the to the decay. Um, It'll be Black Taurus first with the X Division title. And once he does that, we will win everything. And then Crazy C says some stuff. And then Rosemary chants Decay, Decay, Decay. Uh, great to see Decay being an actual stable again. Um, Black Taurus is giving them new life. Uh, and hey, hopefully Rosemary isn't going to be a comedy character anymore because she's great in ring, she's great on the mic, she's a great character. Uh, and Rosemary versus Deanna should get, uh, like, if you're, you're going to go down that route, uh, sh should be a better fleshed-out feud. Um, 
Yes. After this, we get our AEW paid ad, and this week's AEW paid ad uh, is Tony and Tony, uh, or as they say, it is better than Broadway's Tony Awards. Uh, and this week, uh, they have guests, and their guests are the stars uh, of this week's AEW Dynamite. Uh, he's Tony Khan says that this represents about 4% of our roster, but it's uh, these this 4% is better than the whole of Impact. Uh, and the 4% that they have are Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party, uh, Team Taz represented by Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, uh, Britt Baker and Rebel, and Ryan Nemeth. Uh, the reason they have these guys out there is to hype up their matches going through each one. Uh, Britt versus Nyla uh, in the women's uh, tournament to crown the number one contender for Sheeta's title. Britt says something about this match being better than the entire women's division of Impact. Okay, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good match, but I don't know if it'll be better better than the entire women's division of impact. Um, then we got Ricky Starks and T and Taz or not Taz, uh, and Brian Cage hyping up their match against the varsity blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. And Brian Pillman er, Brian Cage talking about how the last time anybody cared about the Impact World title uh, was when he had it years ago. Uh, and that nobody in Impact Management is even worth uh, the time of AEW, Ryan Nemeth hyping up his match against John Moxley about how he is a paid actor and actors paid actors take any starring role they can get and he is taking the starring role of AEW's next big thing. Uh, and finally, Isaiah Cassidy talks about how he is going to lay out and beat down Adam Page in their match. Matt Hardy says that Isaiah Cassidy is out to hurt you, Adam, and get revenge for what you did last week. Um, cool. Uh, I thought that was a really good, really fun way to add uh, more people to these ads. Uh, yeah. After this, real quick, back to the six-man match. Um, randomly... Um, in the match, um, we had, uh, I don't know who it was, uh, but somebody was on the top rope and Trey, the, uh, did, um, the, as Stryker called it, the cheeky Nando's kick that uh, Will Ospreay does. Uh, and this is not the first or last time that New Japan would be referenced tonight in random New Japan wrestlers. Uh, I don't think Osprey is coming to impact anytime soon. But if he did, the matches he could have with the X Division, like, I I mean, obviously he would be, he's a heavyweight, and, like, he should be treated as such, and he could hold the Impact title if he really wanted to, but just think about that, like, Osprey in the X Division uh, against TJP, against uh, Black Tarus, against Josh Alexander, um against Trey, against uh, Chris Bay. Um, 
Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, also, would really like to see him versus Willie Mack. Uh, just thinking about it, just because they're both very agile for heavyweights. Um, yes. Uh, that'd be great. I, I don't see it ever happening, but oh, if it did, I'd be very happy. Um, after this, Nevea and Havoc are just talking in front of a random door for some reason, and Nevea says that, uh, she, she, uh, or Havoc says, I know we've lost our last few matches and you came up short last week, but I don't want this to end. I, I'm really happy being your partner. And Nevea says she just needs time away from everything. Uh, she walks away and out come to and Caleb with a K, uh, who said that they didn't mean to hear that, but they were right on the other side of the door. So what do you, what can you do? Uh, apparently Tanil has bought or designed uh, matching ring gear for herself and Havoc, uh, come up with a new Titantron and theme for both of them to come out to, and the best part, most people spell Havoc with a C, but you can be Havoc with a K. Um, Havoc says, that's great and all, but I'm not interested, I'll never be interested, and leaves. Uh, Caleb is really excited about this, because he claims... He felt sparks and magic. After this, we've got Triple XL versus the Good Brothers. Apparently, the Good Brothers are baby faces in this because of the crowd reactions that they put on their heels. I know nobody's they're everybody's favorite tag team in Impact, but the heels. Um, this was a quick match. Um, they win with, uh, a pretty nice magic killer, uh, on Larry D. AC really didn't get much going in here. Um, commentary talks about how, uh, throughout this match talks about the new, uh, time, the good brothers time in new Japan and, and Matt Stryker talks about how he's been hearing from the new Japan roster that they want to show that they are better than impact and we could soon have Kota Ibushi uh, and his double titles that he holds versus uh, the world champion of Impact. And of course, the G.O.D., Tamatanga and Tonga Loa, who have been killing it in New Japan, versus the Good Brothers to see who the best tag team in the world is. I, again, would it be cool to see Kota Ibushi in a ring in America? Yes. Impact is AEW, or... New Japan is not going to send Kota Ibushi to face Rich Swan. In no way would they do that. Would it be cool? Sure. Would they do it? Again, absolutely not. Um, if Kota Ibushi is going to show up somewhere to challenge a world champion, it, it would be AEW. Um, yes. Uh, G.O.D., I could see them showing up just because they've got bad blood with Good Brothers, apparently. Uh, and Tag Division Impact's pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as AEW's, but the Tag Divisions of both are kind of intertwined currently, so why not? Um, after this, we get our Swingers Palace moment. Uh, we've got James Storm playing Blackjack. Chris Sabin's still drunk. Alicia just watching. Um, and so 
they deal the cards and uh, Storm is at 17 and he says he's holding because he sees that uh, Bravo is at 16 and Swinger's not happy about this. He says, isn't the house always supposed to win, Daddy? Uh, and all of a sudden, Rohit Raju shows up with Shira. Rohit has a bandage around his head and as uh, Bravo is about to deal himself a card, Rohit puts money down and says, deal me in. Hit me. And Storm is furious. Because one, this isn't how blackjack works. You can't put in after the hands have already started. And two, he just took the card that would have busted Johnny Bravo. Uh, Rohit hits all the way to 20, uh, but then the next card comes out, and it's a 5, and it gives Bravo a 21. And Rohit and Storm start yelling, uh, and Sabin gets up in the middle of this and says, No, you are not fighting in here because I goddamn love this place. Um, Sabin... Drunk Sabin is probably the best character right now in all of Impact, other than Johnny Swinger. Um, love Drunk Sabin, um, and I love his infatuation with Swinger's Palace, because the more people that love Swinger's Palace mean the more people that love Johnny Swinger, and the more time we're going to get with Swinger, and the better that is for everybody in, in the world. Um, but Swinger says, oh, I don't care about them fighting in here. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll start opening bets for him, Daddy. Uh, so apparently we've got wrestling bets that are open for business at Swinger's Palace. So if you need to start, you know, putting money down for wrestling matches, you know where to go. Uh, after this, we get uh, Finn Juice and the Good Brothers talking. Um, and Finn Juice is talking about how the Good Brothers, they have to agree, they are, they, they've won multiple world tag leagues, they've won the uh, Impact titles, they have won the New Japan tag titles, and they've even won the titles up in New York, referencing WWE, of course. So they would have to say that they are, in fact, the best tag team in the world when they are hungover. Uh, Or, I should rephrase it, the best hungover tag team in the world um carl anderson says as they leave i'm not hungover and the big lg says oh i i sure am love it uh after this we get eddie edwards versus apparently it's supposed to be brian myers brian myers comes out he is not dressed for wrestling is that he's in the ring waiting and real quick According to Matt Stryker, Eddie Edwards still remains in the conversation for uh, who still got it, who the best to ever do it was, and who is who wants to face who. No one has ever said Eddie Edwards is the best wrestler to ever do it. Stop it, Matt Stryker. Stop it. You're taking things too far. Um. Brian Myers says that he cannot wrestle. He has not been cleared by his doctor. Uh, but he can't comment too much because... And he points to the screen. 
we've got Mark fucking Sterling. For those of you who don't know who Mark Sterling is, he was the greatest attorney of all time for AEW. Uh, he was MJF's attorney in the lead-up to him versus Moxley, um, who then had a match against Moxley that was funny, great, everything we needed to be. Um, as he is calling himself now, he is the most professional and the most famous wrestling attorney out there. Um, uh, according to him, we just signed a new contract with Brian Myers uh, and Impact, uh, and part of it says that if he is not medically cleared by a doctor, uh, that he can get a replacement of his choosing for the match. He chooses Hernandez for the match. Hernandez comes out. Uh, also, uh, according to them, uh, he was referred or he was recommended to Mark Sterling by a mutual friend of theirs. Obviously, that mutual friend is Malcolm Jacob. Or MJF, Malcolm Jacob Friedman. Um, why do I say that? Because MJF tr was trained by Brian Myers. That's why. Um, and he's the only other person that uh, Sterling has represented on television. Just adding up the dots here. Uh, this was a really quick squash match. Brian Myers wins. Um, afterwards. Go backstairs or backstage, uh, and Matt Cardona is hanging out, and Brian Myers comes through the door, and he's like, "Why are you following me? What are you doing? Uh, do you like me or something?" Uh, and Matt Cardona is like, "Dude, you don't need to front anymore." Um, and Scott sh shows up and says, "Oh, how was your match?" And Brian Myers is like, "Oh, it's easy, one, two, three. And he's like, "Oh, you see, I watched the match. I, I know you didn't actually wrestle, and I know your boy lost." Um, by the way cool to see your lawyer there uh but it seems like he has a history of not reading contracts fully uh because you mentioned this segment in our uh, section in the, the contract your new contract that you decided to mark out for on twitter by sharing it to the world for some reason uh and if you go a little bit lower you see that the doctor that it references is our doctor here at impact and our doctor has already cleared you so you can't replace yourself in matches if you're cleared by us. So next week you will face Eddie Edwards in an eye for an eye match uh, with Matt Cardona here, a special guest referee. Make sure that you cut the sleeves off. We don't need any sleeves on the on your ref gear. And Brian Myers is like an eye for an eye match. Really, that's not safe. And <laughs> Scott says. An eye for an eye match, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would I, Who would ever do this? Who? Why would I book my wrestlers to wrestle against each other and try to take one of each other's eyes out on TV? And then what, I'm, are you just going to show back up in a few weeks? Completely fine, your eyes fixed? Uh, obviously in reference to the WWE's eye for an eye match where Seth Rollins took out Rey Mysterio's eye, and then Rey Mysterio's back a few weeks later, and his eye's back, and working perfectly. After this, we got Jazz and Jordan Grace versus Kimberly and Susan with Deanna Perrazzo at ringside. As Jazz and Jordan come out, uh, Matt Stryker says, 
can anyone in Impact defeat Jazz and Jordan as a team? They're the most dominant team in Impact today. Um, Jazz and Jordan as a team, I believe the last time they f- were teaming just together. Uh, and I can look this up real quick. Do do do, Jazz and Jordan Grace. Last time that they had a match together as a team, not counting the six women match that they had. Um, on January nineteenth, Kimberly and Susan defeated Jazz and Jordan Grace. Um, we can also go to the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Title Tournament. Uh, semi-final match between Havoc and Nevaeh versus Jazz and Jordan Grace on January 5th, on the January 5th episode, I should say, uh, in which Havoc and Nevaeh beat Jazz and Jordan Grace. Um, so yeah, uh, of their matches together, uh, they have won now two matches together, uh, and lost one, uh, two matches, so job those are great 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 odds definitely not the most dominant team in in impact uh match starts od uh and diana starts getting involved odb comes out hits her with her breasts um beats her down uh ref throws them both out um then we go to commercial and i'm just gonna say this real quick uh we if you were watching on access tv you might have gotten a goddamn my pillow ad uh, fuck Mike Lindell, fuck his MAGA conspiracies, uh, fuck his idea that the, that the deep state and all of the ballots being faked and that he has this evidence that he's not going to share with anybody except courts when he's getting sued, um, cause he just wanted to wait for them to sue him because he knew they were going to sue him for billions of dollars. Fuck Mike Lindell. Don't like to get political. Fuck Mike Lindell. And fuck your my pillows. Um, Jordan Grace, we come back from commercial break. Jordan beats up on Susan for a bit. Hits the Grace driver. One, two, three. Win. Uh, after the match, Jordan and Jazz are celebrating. They go backstage. ODB is laid out. And they assume Deanna knocked her out. Um... After this, we get our main event. It is Moose versus Jake Something for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, as Moose is making his entrance, the lights are out. Spotlight comes up. Jake knocks him out or knocks him down from behind, and then uh, poses in the spotlight. Uh, the lights go back on. They brawl for a bit. We go back to commercial break. Uh, we come back, uh, and the match is pretty much underway. Uh, not really too much time given to this match. Um, I think they came back to this match at like 953, 954. So about five to six minutes were given, at least on my end. Um, Moose ends up picking up the win. I thought this was a really good showing for both guys. Moose is incredible when he wants to be. Jake has really been proving himself lately. Uh, Moose, or Jake really sells this spear. Moose, again, I will say it. Has probably the best spear right now in wrestling. Don't want to hear anybody say Goldberg. He's never had the best spear. 
I don't want to hear anybody say Roman Reigns. His spear is cool. It's good for his character. Not the best spear in the business. Edge, I guess you could say because of longevity, but currently, nah. Don't tell me Charlotte Flair has it because she definitely doesn't. Don't tell me Johnny Gargano has it because he doesn't, and he doesn't do it that often. Maybe Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks' looks cool, but nobody flips you inside out like Moose's lights out spear does. Uh, Moose then grabs a chair after the match to go and attack uh, Jake with, uh, but Rich Swan comes out after being told throughout the show that he was is not medically cleared. He is severely injured from the beating that he took uh, at no surrender from Moose. Um, Rich Swan and injuries that heal miraculously. Name a better duo. Um, and they start getting into it. The refs all come out. Security comes out. Scott comes out. He says, you know, have you ever been on a carousel? That you're just going in a circle over and over again. It feels like it's never going to stop. That's kind of like what this is. Moose, you attack uh, Rich. And then say, we're doing the, we're not going to have a title match until it's on my time. Rich, <coughs> you attack Moose and you say you want the title match on your time. Well, I'm putting an end to this now. You're having the match. Both titles at Sacrifice on March 13th. Main event. And we end the show. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd say this was a pretty good show. Commentary was... Re- Matt Stryker was really bad on commentary. D'Lo has been really good on commentary, I think. Um, the matches were great uh, for the most part of the show. Minus Hernandez and... Um, Eddie Edwards being a little squash match. I mean, I don't need to see Eddie Edwards versus Hernandez in 2021. Uh, and the women's tag match, because it was just a women's tag match that meant nothing, and we knew who was going to win uh, once the once Deanna and ODB were taken out. But it furthers the, my idea that I think ODB versus Deanna is going to be the next women's uh, title match, uh, hope, most likely at Sacrifice in a few weeks. Um, I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for next week. Uh, next week we already have a a few matches announced. Um, we've got our before the impact match announced, which I think this is the first time they've done that, uh, where they've announced it a a week ahead of time. It is Rohit Raju with Mahabali Shira in his corner versus James Storm with Chris Sabin in his corner. We've got Finn Juice. Uh, and the Good Brothers versus Reno Scum and Triple XL. Pat is going to have a field day with that. Uh, we've got Ace Austin, Black Taros, and Chris Bay uh, in a triple threat to determine the number one contender for the X Division title. And we have Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards in a singles match uh, with special guest referee Matt Cardona to call it right down the middle. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, can't really think of anything else to say. Uh, next week or tomorrow, uh, we've got the dynamic uh, dynamite review with Joey and Pat. Um, I think Castle Attack is coming up soon. I think it's either this weekend or during the week next week. So we'll probably have something for that. Uh, and then I'll be back most likely with Angelo next week. Uh, 
for another episode of the Impact Power Hour. Uh, remember to like Deep Six Wrestling on Facebook at Deep Six Wrestling, on YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling, and on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling, but without the G at the end. Um, and also, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. We are on Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play. I think that's it. I'm pretty sure I ha- I've nailed them all. Um, leave a rating if you can or a review if possible. Share it with your friends, family, whoever you want to. Uh, be one of the multiple countries that have uh, listeners. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, other than that, thank you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.